Welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host Clifton Grooms. This is episode 6 and we are going to be continuing our previews around the Midland Empire Conference with the defending MEC champion Maryville Spoofhounds. We talked to their head coach Matt Webb about his journey to landing the head coaching job at Maryville. We talk about their 2009 season in review. We talk about how they're handling COVID-19 and We talk about what to expect from the spoof hounds on the field in 2020. But if you haven't had an opportunity to check out the past couple of episodes, we have episodes up with Bitten coach Kevin Keaton, Central coach Reggie Trotter, and Chillicothe head coach Tim Rulo. Also, we have a retrospective up on the 2009 Hamilton Hornets state championship team with regional radio KKWK 100.1's Chris Ward. But we are going to be getting our interview with Coach Webb here shortly. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We got Maryville coach Matt Webb. How are you doing, coach? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm Blessed. doing great. How are you? Definitely amazing. Um, how's your summer been, coach? You know, it's been uh, it's been awesome. Uh, it's it's uh, you know all these COVID times we're going through, and um, ever since March, I think uh, you know not only does uh, it affect high school football, like we'll talk about tonight, but um, you know, it affects, you know, our every individual um, person's world and how they go through things. So, um, yeah, it's been a, certainly a transition and, and, and some obstacles there, but I'm really excited about the summer we've had. And, and I am too. I'm definitely season. excited about the season also. But the first thing that we're going to get into, Coach, is um, your story, um, where you where you started, where you graduated from, and how you got here to Maryville. Sure. You know, um it, I kind of have a unique, uh, unique story in, in the fact that, you know, not only do I coach um, the spoof hounds, which is a unique math out of course uh, throughout the country, but um, I'm a spoof hound myself. You know, I, I was born and raised in Maryville. Um, I went to all three, uh, you know, uh, school buildings from an elementary to a middle school and high school and graduated from here in 1993. Um, and really that's, that's kind of uh, what started me on the path I am today is that, you know, I had so many influential coaches in my life that starting in this very building in the same place that, um, you know, I get to coach at today is, is, is graduating 1993. I, I had a passion. And I wanted to go play college football and um, I went and played at William Jewell College in Liberty and, and loved my experience there. Uh, graduated from there in 1997 and uh, decided I wanted to, uh, that God was leading me down a path to coach college football. So uh, went full tilt towards that and, and began began uh, being a graduate assistant coach down at South Coast Baptist University in Bolivar. Um, and as, as most people know, you know, those those GA spots don't pay much. So I moved back into the dormitory, back into the, um, you know, the, the school cafeteria and was making a couple hundred dollars a month just, just trying to get into coaching and realizing what it all meant and, and, and really enjoyed my time there. I got a master's degree um, in education from there. That's where I met my wife. Um, you know, she's from Bolivar and her family's still from Bolivar. And um, so um, obviously enjoyed my time there. Um, and from there, I went on and coached five years at Southeast Missouri State um, down the Boot Hill in, in Cape Girardeau and, and, and loved, you know, coaching on the defensive side of the ball. It was my first full-time job and, and really dived into college coaching, loved everything about it. So we spent five years there, and then we felt like, uh, you know, God was calling us down to a different op- job opportunity in Southeast Louisiana, at Southeastern Louisiana University, which is – Located just about 30 miles north of New Orleans and, and, and about as south as you can be without hitting the Gulf of Mexico. And um, we spent seven years down there and uh, enjoyed being on the defensive side of the football with a great staff. And 
and while we were down there, my wife and I had, had our two children. We have a, two daughters and um, we felt like, you know, we didn't want to follow that career path of college coaches with moving and changing school districts for them. And, and our family was important to us. And we still have family in Missouri back in, in this part of the country. And, and um, this opportunity came open and um, we just felt like God was leading us here in 2012. And um, so been very fortunate and blessed to, to be here as the head football coach since 2012. Well, definitely, Coach. Um, you're in your um, ninth year at Maryville, correct? Correct. And um, it's hard to it's hard to you know say you know you've been really successful here since you got here. You really took the um, the program running ever since you got here. Um, you won your very first um, you won your first 42 games here as a coach, and um, really just been one of the most consistent coaches in the area just throughout your time. Um, really, just take a look back at your time so far here at Maryville. Yeah, um, I think most most uh, people that are if they're listening that know me, um, I don't really you know like to talk about that. But but last year I was I was fortunate to uh, to win my hundredth game um, here as as a as a coach and and to go through that experience and and with my family and of course the kids and 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 our fans and our school district and everything that you know it it, it was a big deal and and I'm very fortunate to looking back on it now understand that when you have a record of 102 and nine, um, I, I am fortunate and, and I am very proud of that. But what I really realized through all those 102 wins is um, the amount, number one, the, the, the assistant coaches I've been able to work with, um, have an excellent coaching staff. Um, you know, secondly, I was able to inherit a program that Chris Holt did an outstanding job of, uh, of building and, 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 and left it in great hands. Um, so I was very fortunate to, to go to a place that, that was, had a great tradition already. Um, and then really the, the players, you know, you, the amount of players you had all those years and, and all those hundred wins, it, it makes it really special to know that um, those wins don't happen without really good players, really good coaches, and a really good support staff from our school administration. And I'm very, um, I just feel very blessed. Well, definitely congratulations on your 100th win, Coach. And um, we're going to get into uh, 2019. You guys went 9-2, and two and um, you guys advanced to the district championship game, but the the game didn't really turn out um, the way you guys wanted to. You guys fell in a classic game to Lathrop. Take a look back at that uh, at that last season, really. Yeah, you know, I you look at our our, our season last year. Um, we our non conference schedule. We really try and play uh, schedule and play really good opponents. And 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 when you play uh, the likes of Blair Oaks and Harrisonville weeks one and week two, um, it really prepares you, I think, for a really good MEC schedule. But I mean, it allows us to to basically go through the season at in nine and one and win a conference championship, and then um, play. You know, like I said, in the district semifinals, a really good Lawson team, and then, then obviously, you know, you look at Lathrop and the the type of only you know kids they had last year, and then that that really dominant senior class. I mean, they're just a dominant program from week one all the way until they you know got beat by you know the eventual state champion in in, in Luther North, and and you know that. That that game, obviously, you know, it's it's you know, I can sum it up to, to simply say it's it's two really good teams, um, two really good passionate communities, um, and and they came out one point ahead at the end, and you know, give them the credit, you know, they they've they made the plays in the end to, to win it by one point, and we didn't, but um, it's certainly something that was a great game and, and a great season. There's a lot of ways to look back on that last season and realize what we were able to accomplish, even though the expectation here in Maryville and every kid grows up with it and. I coach with it every day of my life. And the fact is that 
you know, when, when you play football for spoof hounds, you know, you're, you're, you're judged on two things, you know, how many state championships did you win? All right. And then how many, you know, playoff runs, deep playoff runs do you, did, did you complete? And that's how your that's how our expectation here. And that's, that's what we would go with day in and day out. Well, coach, um, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this. Um, obviously, you know, a big story which affected uh, us in March, not only affected high school sports all over the place, but really affected our nation and affected our world was COVID-19. How are you and the assistants and the kids adapting to the new guidelines and all that? Well, I think it's, uh, it's like you said, it, it, it affects your everyday life. Um, you know, Maryville right now is under a mask ordinance. So um, you, know, you think about, you know, back in April, I, you know, or back before March and February, I, I have a neck, neck gaiter or, or, a, or a mask to wear around my face. I never felt like I needed one, you know, but now that becomes an everyday life. You know, it's a mask ordinance. You, you have it with you anytime you go in and out of a business or restaurant or school building or pra- football practice or anything, you wear a mask. And um, so that's a daily thing that just something simple that has changed. And we really adopted, you know, back when this hit as a team, you know, obviously we were, we do leadership book studies. Um, we did a lot of zoom meetings with the kids and players and tried to keep them together. And, and, and the kids did an excellent job with it. You know, not only finished this, this, the school semester well, but, but really we did some online workouts and some competitions and, you know, when you couldn't use your facilities, we had a lot of facilities outside you could use. So we did a lot of workouts outside. And, and what you do is we kind of adopted it into our culture. You know, we have something called, you know, E plus R equals O. And then that means in life you're going to have events that happen. That stands for the E. Um, and, and whatever those events are, a lot of times you don't have control over what happens to you. But when you put the R in there, that stands for your response. So you have the E and then you're the, the, an event that happens. And then how do you respond to that event? And not only is COVID, a, a, you know, a, something that, you know, is an obstacle we have to overcome, but th- there's going to be things in your life that you have to overcome, um, whether that be, a, you know, a, a situation of a death in the family, an illness in the family, um, a marriage, you know, a divorce. How do you respond to that event? And that equals the outcome. So we've really been focusing on the response part. Um, and, and our outcome is, is will ultimately be our culture that we hope um, is really excited to, to get going again and practice on Monday and, um, you know, let's get going on the season because our outcome should be great. Okay, and the last little bit that we're going to get into is about the 2020 season. Um, talk about the um, the MEC as a whole. Obviously, you know, you guys have been really consistent in the conference. Pretty much, pretty much, you guys have taken control of the conference row the past several years. And um, preview the MEC as a whole, like with like Savannah's had a couple good years here. Chillicothe had a had a great year last year. Lafayette's always up there. Uh, Benton, Cameron, St. Pius, all those schools. Um, just give it out, your outlook on the Midland Empire Conference. Yeah, you know, it, it's going to be another exciting year in the MAC. I think one of the things that's interesting is is we have a couple of new coaching staffs coming in. Um, one of the things I always value about the MEC and when it looks and how it affects our overall season is Playing an MEC schedule really prepares us for good playoff runs because of the variety of not only offense and defensive schemes, but just the variety of, of different teams and, and cultures that we play. Um, and that's going to be interesting. You know, Savannah has a new coach, probably have new schemes. You know, St. Pius has a new coach, probably new schemes. Um, and then you look at what, you know, Coach Wallace has done over at Cameron, you know, and really taking and really having a good t- successful turnaround season last year and what they were – 
you know, look at the losing streak they had before he got there and what he was able to do in one year. That's a Cameron team that is up and coming. Um, obviously, Tim Rulo over at Chilcotte, they do a great job with our flex going offense and, and always we always have physical battles with them defensively. And those are good programs. Then obviously you mentioned Lafayette and Benton um, and the variety of, of skill sets and, and offense and defensive schemes that we see throughout the season through the MEC is, 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 is pretty awesome, you know. And so I expect, you know, competitive games every week. You know, everybody shows up and gives everybody the best effort. You know, I think what's awesome is, is it's a good group of coaches that have respect for each other. And, and we all coach a little bit more, more beyond just the wins and losses. You know, we're all about um, developing, you know, character education throughout our, our high school programs. And um, that makes it special to, to be able to be in a conference like that. Well, that is awesome, Coach. The MEC is actually – it's been one of my favorite conferences for years. Even when I was in high school, you talk about, like, Maryville and Chillicothe and um, those, those dominant Platte County teams that were – when they won 50-some games in a row, they were when I was in high school. So the MEC has always been a great conference. But we're going to transition to your squad in 2020. Who do you, who are you guys graduated and who do you guys have coming back? Who are going to be some of the names that we're going to be hearing about on Friday nights in Maryville? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's always interesting to, to watch a, a new group of guys become the older guys on your team. And um, one of the sayings we have here is we've really, you know, believed it. You know, there's a lot of things that coach has coaches have slogans and themes of the year and things like that. But a real simple uh, saying we have is that tradition never graduates. And, and, and when you can really believe that and understand that we've had kids that were all state last year, whether that be Jackson Bram, who is now playing up for the North Dakota State Bison, or Tate Oglesby, or the, these guys that have just been unbelievably productive throughout their high school careers. When they graduate, that the tradition steps up. And these guys now that were juniors last year, they're seniors, and they, they are chomping at the bit to, for it to be their time. You know, um, when you look at names pop out, you know, Obviously, I have a senior quarterback in Ben Walker, who's a three-year starter for us. You know, he's only lost one conference football game in his high school career. Um, and, and I know as a coach, when you have a senior that's going to touch the ball, you know, he, your quarterback touches it every snap. And when I have a senior back there, I know he's been through every situation he could possibly fathom. And it's a comfort level knowing that not only is he a great skill set running the ball, but he's, he's just a great athlete, um, you know, as well. He can throw the football. He's just a, a really you – know, he just has that quarterback it factor that when you when he's a senior, um, we're really excited about him. Our running backs return, you know, Trey, uh, Trey, Trey Houghton um, is, is played in our running back backfield. Had a great year as a junior. Really excited about his senior season. You know, Connor Weiss is another running back that's back there that's returning. Our tight end is six foot eight, barefoot. I think when he put when Mark Gustafson puts cleats on, he's over six nine, which. You know, I, 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 my driver's license says that I'm 5'11", but I think I'm probably lying on that. So he's almost a foot taller as a coach when you look up to him. So that always makes you feel good when your players are bigger than you are. Um, and then, you know, you look at our skill set. You know, we've got seniors that will be, you know, Brady Farnan's a very good contributor as a junior. Caleb Chrysinger plays receiver for us um, in, 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 in safety. And, and so those guys are chomping at the bit to really, um, you know, make it their time. You know, obviously we graduated a couple of linemen that, um, we've got some younger guys developing there that be their time, but that's always been a, a, a cohort of ours is, is our offensive and defensive line play. And we believe that games are one loss on the line of scrimmage and those guys um, win it and lose it for you. So um, they've had a great off season and we've got some experience coming back there as well. 
Well, Coach, I want to thank you for taking your time and joining the podcast. I really, truly do appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time, Coach. And good luck to you um, during your first practices and the opening of the regular season. Sounds good, Cliff. And I appreciate everything you're doing. I think this podcast is great. And anything, anytime we can promote high school football, I'm, I'm happy to talk about the Spoof Hounds. Well, absolutely. Thank you so much, Coach, for joining us. Thank you.